Habari, everybody. My name is Binja from the Green Heart of Africa, the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And I'm so excited to have you here. With me is my co-host, my girl, my girly girl, Patience. And together, we'd love to welcome you to a series of ants. Aquaba, it's your girl, Patience, a.k.a. Tiny, hailing from the beautiful Lone Star Republic of Liberia, located on the coastline of West Africa. Listen, we are so, so excited. Today, we're talking to somebody who is like in our squad, you know, our squad squad. You know, let me give one And we have the honor of chatting with Melissa Bogwa. Um, she is a creative queen based in Nairobi, where she's working to elevate African voices through storytelling in all it's mediums. So welcome, 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 Melissa. Thank you for having me. I can't believe I get to I get to represent Nairobi in this Pan-African Global uh, podcast. What an honor, what an honor. And what a lovely intro. You have been chose. You have been chose. No, but there are no lies. There are no lies. There are no lies. I, I see no I'm lies. Say yes to the ministry. We don't see it. We don't see okay. We are just here for the African girl magic right yes. now. It's about to bless, bless our, you know, our little ratchet show. But, you know, she's about to bless us with some jams. So we're so excited uh, to get our girl Melissa on the line. We're about to get down to the nitty and gritty. Yep. Um, and so I just wanted to set the tone a little bit. For those who are joining us on specifically today's episode, I wanted to tell you a little bit about what a series of ands is about and just setting the table you know you're a guest in our home let's set the table so you know what you're walking into so a, a series of ands we're demystifying what it takes to start grow and run successful businesses and organizations we talk to women of all backgrounds business owners board members analysts influencers and we unpack their experiences and deliver it to you guys who may not have the same amount of time that we have with them. So, Melissa, willingly, you know, and we're honored, we're honored, gave us the opportunity to talk to her today. And so, Melissa, we're just going to start all the way at the top, at the very beginning. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Me and you, we meet in the elevator. How would you give me two-second elevator pitch? Yes. Not, maybe not, so let's give you more. 30 seconds. 30 seconds elevator pitch. Uh, I am Mel, you know, Melissa Mbogwa, Mel, um, most people call me Mel. Um, I am born and raised in Nairobi and I'm anchored in Nairobi, but like the world's my playground. So I love to travel. I love to connect with, with people from all over the world and to, you know, try new food, mm -hmm. put on new clothes, different kinds of things, dance to new types Come of on. music, drink new wines. You know, I, I like, I love, I love, oh. life shouldn't be, life shouldn't just be mono, you know? Um, so that's how I live. Come on. Um, I am. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I think I'm an experimenter, and then all my experiments tend to get out of hand, and then they become like jobs or businesses <laughs> or <laughs> projects. <laughs> love it, love it. Okay. Yeah. As long as long as we're secure, right, in the bag, right? We like experiments right. and having yes. fun while at it, right? <laughs> so I'm a, a techie like retired techie in my past life in my 20s i was in the tech world <laughs> um and uh -huh. also <laughs> um an audio producer now um, a researcher um a film um film festival manager 
um mm-hmm. i also do um general like i'm that person among my friends who's like the person who people call to ask um what's the new cute little secret cafe you know like oh i, just, I like it i like it yeah so i think about how would i what would i say melissa is the plug that's it that's exactly it she's in the know she's in the know yeah because i just enjoy novelty and the thing i i really enjoy the thing that's not yet known but then so it's still like a secret mm-hmm. but it's gonna pop mm-hmm. yeah really like that 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 phase of things um so so right now i'm um co-director of africa podfest which is a, pod, a pan-african podcast company which started off like remember mm-hmm. i was saying things get out of hand it started off as like yeah. just a question like i wonder what african podcasts are out there because i like podcasts and i want to hear more mm-hmm. african ones and then just kind of yeah. started asking people started asking on the internet and then it, it mm-hmm. snowballed into an idea to have a festival and then we started that my friends joined in we started a company then we started doing research and and producing podcasts and now we're like in the zone of like oh podcast network you know like it's, yes it's amazing. it's amazing um <laughs> yes and i think podcasting is like blowing up in a, in a good way how we are connecting with each other mm-hmm. on the continent and diaspora Mm-hmm. in a way that's just taking mm-hmm. the world by storm people are not ready the world's not ready they're like ah, oh, africans they're, they're, not experiments. they're not ready for they're not experiments ah, they're not ready for this sort at school for respect uh-huh. they put respect on our names our continent's name they put respect all of the respect put it on yeah. our exactly. yeah. so i really love um i'm i'm i decided that i was going to just spend my lifetime kind of planting seeds for for you know laying the foundations for what's going to be the future of of the creative industries in Africa um and so that's my Love, mission yeah. i just because you know i i went through this phase of like being disappointed like oh my gosh you mean we can't the reason i can't watch x and y movie um you know i can't just go to a cinema and watch african movies because there hasn't been that background work done yes independent mm-hmm. most of most wow. african countries had independence a few decades ago but there's still so much work mm-hmm. to be done groundwork to be done yeah and so i just realized yeah. well if, if we don't do it if i don't do it um it wouldn't get done so that's so i decided I'm yeah groundwork yeah yeah love that i i love a mission driven babe but for us to have gotten here i think we need to take a couple of steps back we need to know a little bit about mel what was mel doing at five six years old who was she tell us a little bit about about that girl we need the tea i mean over here we like to throw yeah. shade spill <laughs> a little bit of tea and get down get down to the bottom of it so you know let let, let the congregation the yeah. saints know how was you how was you mel was like very nerdy and then also very so, mm-hmm. uh, sociable um and so i didn't mm-hmm. know i was a nerd you know i just thought i was like having fun so i had all these different interests because the, the label came later the label the labeling came later in life um so i love i love to read i, I really enjoyed school genuinely like learning but mm-hmm. and i also mm-hmm. really i used to go to school i remember just being excited to see my friends um and, mm-hmm. and also crafting and painting and making stuff and chit-chatting so i was that i was i had a very like a sheltered kind of peaceful uh wide-eyed childhood um and and, mm-hmm. and i 
I think I don't know what handbook my parents read as African African parents who who are allowing yeah. their children to just like be free and explore mm-hmm. and not kind of over over tethering us. So I got the mm-hmm. advantage of, of of growing up in a family where my parents were they would just indulge all the little interests um, and not be too mm-hmm. overbearing. I don't I don't remember them being strict at all, uh, but at the same time I remember. I couldn't just get away with anything, you know. So there was this nice little balance, which allowed me to yeah. explore. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to. I was that kid who used to bring home random friends, and then you now my parents had to make friends with their parents. Like we've gone out swimming, and then I've just like come over to the table, and yeah. I'm like, "This is my new friend." <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. my God. I love the fact that like the, at the root of your childhood yeah. is curiosity. You know, I am one of my favorite, favorite sayings is curiosity is a habit, not a trait, you know, therefore people who people create a habit of curiosity when people are like, Oh, she was a curious child. It's because like you described, right. Your parents not only allowed you to go off and, and be curious and experience the world, but you being like a self-driven kid coupled with that personality mm-hmm. trait in your parents led you to be this curious person. Curiosity just doesn't like stumble upon you. You know, you kind of need the right, mm-hmm. the right ingredients to be yeah. curious. And from what I'm hearing you say is mm-hmm. a lot of how you've lived your life has been centered around curiosity because even as you're describing your happy accidents that turn into businesses, you're curious about mm-hmm. something. You're curious enough to yep. try and solve that problem. The problem solving becomes a business. So it's interesting to see that that thread of who you are started so, so young. And I also love the fact that your parents were not the stereotypical, like, ah, you must sit here. Where are you going? Why are you talking to the strangers? They kind of just let you roam free and, and be yourself, so to speak, and exercise mm-hmm. this curious muscle that you have. So love, absolutely loving seeing the different types of African parents represented on the pod. And yeah. your parents are definitely <laughs> a mix of mine. Mine were yeah. very, like, religious, strict mm-hmm. But when it came to like education, they were like, hey, you must let her study. You must let her read. Mm-hmm. Do not disturb her. <laughs> so there were a little bit of that mix. I was yeah. definitely tethered. Yeah. I don't know that, yeah. uh, but I do know that they fully encouraged curiosity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I feel like we all should write sure. my bio. Or I'll just take this podcast. Um, <laughs> Thank you. You know, like hearing, hearing... <laughs> You're, you describe me. I feel like you've been so much more articulate. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take your words and like you know incorporate them into how. Feel, I, yeah. feel, feel free. Feel free. That one. That one was for free. That one yeah. was for free. After, <laughs> after this, we are charging. That one was for free. We are charging. See, that's why you need these people to be your references. So when these people be calling, yeah, reference. I mean, explain to these people what I be doing. <laughs> But it's so, I mean, it's so um, interesting, Melissa, just learn a little bit about your background. I can totally see how sort of your childhood shaped um, who you are and the woman that you are mm-hmm. today, especially when it comes to sort of creativity and your curiosity and just having a family that gave you that room to be yeah. able to explore like different parts of you and discover who you are as a young child, especially within mm-hmm. the African context where we come from cultures that are mm-hmm. a bit traditional 
that sometimes tend to be very uh, yeah. patriarchal heavy and sort of misogynistic like lead. So it's like profound when we're, when we're able to come from homes, let's start yeah. from our homes, yeah. right? Yeah. Family who challenge that status quo and not, not afraid to go against the grain, especially when it comes to their girl child and really, you know, allowing that girl child to really gain that confidence and, and, and self-discovery of, of who she is, regardless of what her culture or society mm. wants her to be. So I think that's extremely important. So I would like to know, and I think I kind of, I kind of mm-hmm. really answer you know, for this, but you know, what is that ask? Just ask, you know, there's no such thing as a simple question. That's what the SATV is. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I would like to know, did you, so coming from sort of a creative background, have that yeah. creative interest, did you think you were going to be like the creative genius that you are today? Like, did you see that playing a huge part of your life growing up as a child? Or did you think that was more of a leisure hobby type of situation? Yeah, that's such a good question. Cause I've been reflecting about that recently, actually. It's my current, like, how did I get here? I didn't, you know, we were told at school, there was this kind of convention of you go to school and you work hard and you become an engineer, doctor, lawyer, banker, you know, there were the career options mm-hmm. that were safe. Um, artists, artistry was always like, yeah, you can be an artist, but that's not going to be a career. That's the thing you do. That's the hobby. Right? It's so the hobby. I didn't, so I kind of, I, I, I remember, especially in high school, university, consciously choosing to pay less attention to my creative side mm. which led you know was quite sad actually it made me very sad and then i had to like do a whole turnaround um and change everything years later in my 30s um mm-hmm. so no i didn't think i i didn't think i would become like a creative person who self who's defined who defines herself as a creative person and who's viewed as a creative person mm-hmm. i thought i'd be like mm-hmm. I, I wasn't fixed on any particular career but you know i like many kids I, I would change like this year i want to be a lawyer because i watched ali mcbeal then next year i want to oh. be a doctor because i watched <laughs> uh, what was the show er <laughs> er yeah, wow oh somebody's yes. a 90s baby you know when that electricity <laughs> hits eh? the, the, the perfect electricity and that show come like, at the yeah. right time before school yeah. had to go to bed. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Like heaven. Like, okay, yeah, and then I wanted to be a writer because of um, mm-hmm. like Nkuki um, Yeah, I wanted oh to be a politician, uh-huh. you know, because the um, uh-huh. in 97, we had our first, Kenya's first female presidential candidate. And I remember being like, okay, I'll be mm-hmm. a politician since now women can be politicians. You know, like, so I, I was that kid who just never had mm-hmm. a straight and narrow path. So yeah. I, stumb- mm-hmm. I stumbled upon like now just this deciding I was going to be in the creative space. Um, it was, it came mm-hmm. at a, because of a crisis, mm-hmm. like a huge life mm-hmm. moment um, when I was, mm-hmm. I think, 28, um, where I had like this big, ooh, big breakup. Turn, turn, turn. Like a very uh-huh. cool. <laughs> okay. And always some men out there just trying to ruin lives. <laughs> Enemies of progress. <laughs> Enemies of progress. My guy. What's a fuck boy like? Yeah, so it's this like committed relationship for so long. And then, you know, everyone thought we we're gonna get married. We thought we we're gonna get married, and then we didn't. And and so that moment mm-hmm. for me opened up a whole oh, it was like Pandora's box of like, number one, how mm. did I get here? Number two, why does my life not feel like it's me, mine? Why, you know, and so mm. just in that quest mm-hmm. to be to mm-hmm. try and untangle that knot. 
um mm. i realized oh mm-hmm. also it's because you're you're ignoring that side of you the the true side yeah. of you you're afraid to mm-hmm. step out and claim space and occupy a space in the world as yourself mm-hmm. because because of mm-hmm. or artists and serious people or because you know you you don't want to be poor because you know how when we, when we grow up like being being middle class africans and you mm-hmm. can just poverty every day on your way to everywhere you go oh yeah for yeah. me it became mm. this like huge fear at the back of my mind mm. that even like mm. i think it, it paralyzed me i think um um yeah 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 mm. so 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 the short wow. answer is no i didn't think i would be this uh, you know in the arts uh but i love that i've mm-hmm. found my way home you know yeah right? i always say like you know um breakups sometimes are the best things to happen to you mm. and it sounds it sounds so convoluted because of the actual emotional like toll that it takes but i i'm yet to meet a woman who has turned her life around and post breakup hasn't like excelled beyond where she knew she would have been if she had stayed in a relationship and i always find that so fascinating that sometimes it's the biggest heartache that reveals the most because especially for artists it's usually like the most pain that you've gone through that generates the like the best creativity out of you so whoever's listening like yes it might feel like it is a tragic end but i genuinely believe that most times if you really take a step back and try to logically look at the impact of the breakup it generally is a great thing so melissa um so while we've got a little bit of your mm-hmm. your childhood uh background and sort of journey gives us a more a more insight around that i want to transition that a little bit into sort of your college years um what did you go to school um what did you study and what were some of the um highlights within that uh, mm. experience so i i did my undergrad in okay first of all i need to roll back a little bit because it was a bit dramatic for me um okay <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah Please roll so, back. <laughs> um, in high school um i really so my mm-hmm. my dream was i wanted to go study in the uk um because because okay. i just i wanted to see the world and experience the world um and then also a lot of my uh well not a lot but a few of my friends and relatives also had uh, studied abroad and my dad was like you're not going to the US it's too far so i was like okay so then the uk um mm-hmm. <laughs> um so i w- was going to go to the uk to study engineering because again remember i was in that mindset of like real career and then do your thing mm-hmm. on the side um and so i kind of set myself up um to to bridge from the kenyan school system to the british one by doing um mm-hmm. i applied to do ib um do you know yeah ib so yeah. i applied like kind of you mm-hmm. know got into this school and then one day so i was like getting ready to 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 start the new school to start ib and then my dad one day came home and was like um actually you know what no i don't think you should spend two more years in high school i think you should go straight to university um so i was like and then he's like okay. and you're going to university here It's like I wasn't given an option. <laughs> I was like, "What? Wait, what?" And he's like, "Yeah, but I've exactly." <laughs> and so I ended up going to this university called Strathmore, um, which at the time was 
was like an, the, one of the new flashy, you know, new kids on the block in terms of universities in, in Kenya. Um, mm-hmm. And that was, that was based in Kenya, Kenya. So I went to Strathmore. So I wasn't happy okay. <laughs> starting off, you know, because I was like, that wasn't <laughs> the dream. That wasn't my plan. Yeah, that wasn't my, my choice. choice. Um, <laughs> but then again, I was like, okay, but look, you're going to a good university. You, you're still privileged. So don't mm-hmm. don't be that child, you know, be grateful, figure out a way around it. And, you know, so I studied uh, business, a combined degree of business and, and IT. So that was interesting um, to me, like tech. And at the time, I remember like the iPhone came out when I was in, I think, second year or something. Like it was an exciting time for tech. And in Kenya mm-hmm. specifically, um, the, we, we got fiber connectivity. Those When I was in uni, those were the same years when like we were uh, kind of constructing our undersea fiber cable. So so there was a lot of conversation about all oh, the the future is coming mm-hmm. digital mm-hmm. Blah, okay. blah blah mobile money became a thing when i was in mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. a lot of uh, tech innovations sprouted so i was lucky also in that sense that the scene um blew up while mm-hmm. i was in it you know and and i happened to be studying tech mm-hmm. at a point when tech was bursting open in kenya and so yep, there was this yep. whole culture around um innovation and activism mm-hmm. and art and culture and tech and all these people were hanging out together and there was this new innovation hub called iHub that came up in the year in mm-hmm. 2010 so that's the year after I graduated and then at the same time I joined this um, international organization called ISEC a student organization that's um, that's in universities around the world um, so, so Strathmore had a chapter mm-hmm. and I took maximum advantage of that because remember I had wanted to go abroad and I couldn't so ISEC gave me a chance because it was a global association they had all these like mm-hmm. conferences events and exchange programs so I took the chance so I was in ISEC to to make up for so that I could still see the mm-hmm. world and my parents were fully on board mm-hmm. with that because also they knew like that, that I was that right. I was that babe who was like I want to see the world mm-hmm. so they fully supported so i was very um lucky in the sense that and privileged in the sense that (laughs) my parents not only were they paying school fees eh, but they were also paying plane tickets for me to go and miss school so that i can go see the world my classmates used to be like my friends would be like what kind of are your parents white (laughs) let me tell you (laughs) oh my god she and, and and i love the fact that like you're telling this story because they were yeah. just chocolate people who were for they had mm-hmm. good foresight mm-hmm. that's all that it is is you you see what's coming and you want to encourage mm-hmm. your child and you support what they are passionate about so where do you go next after like you finish strathmore do you start working what was what was that journey for you post-grad and please over here on a series of ands we would also like to know the dollars and the cents of it all because we're, we're, we're always so focused as women in terms of just like, I just want a job, you know? And then you get the job and it's like, they're paying you peanuts, my guy. So part of what we're looking for is being able to say openly, right? A part, part of, of our ethos at a series of ands is transparency. And what we want to know is, okay, even if it's like giving us a little bit of a range, you can say, okay, I started here. This is what I did. This is kind of the range in which I was at. Or you can say it was $5. Guys, we were sweating. Whichever version of things you want to give, 
because again we want to we, we're not just talking amongst ourselves in this eco chamber our goal is to really make sure that like the girls back there in Nanyuki in Kisumu in in Liberia are listening to this and are getting a place of comparison some place where they can yeah. actually start so yeah go, go ahead now yeah so right after so right right when i was done with school i, I did the exchange program with isaac so for like 12 weeks i took a short one though uh, so i did a 12 week one which was, used to be called development um traineeship and so you will never guess what this girl did mm-hmm. <laughs> i still love what? This East African girl decided <laughs> she's going to go hey, and Jesus. volunteer in Europe teaching kids English and be because I was like, well, why, are you, why do they always come here? To, I also can go and volunteer there. <laughs> I will come and teach you the whole language. So I went to Poland. Yeah. When I tell you in in the series of things that you would have gone to volunteer for, I, I would never went have said it was English. Europe. Europe, so I went to never would have said it was English. <laughs> yes. I wow. Know. Yes. Poland. Because How I, did you because land I wanted on to Poland? somewhere that's not, you know, like, out, that's not in the bubble of, of knowledge that I have or experience. I just wanted, like, something completely... Okay. Oh, not yeah. the usual. Not the usual places yeah. you're landing so I was like, in your I'll parish. I'll get to go there yeah, later, yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. obviously, because that's... So I was like, when I go to Poland, everyone was like, huh? Even my parents were like, mm-hmm. okay, I mean... <laughs> but also, for me, it was this sense of... I was so amused and tickling myself. Like, I thought it was so funny that mm-hmm. this young, like african girl will go to volunteer in europe i that, i for me it was an act of mm-hmm. defiance um and and being like yeah partly and then also of course adventure and i learned so much and and it was such a wonderful experience and then yeah. i came back after three months and it's this is now the end of t- 2009 and so i started the job hunt you know applying to all these places management traineeships uh, all sorts of like corporate jobs, but I knew I wanted development to work in the development space. Um, and so it took so long. So I, I was surprised at how much I struggled actually to find that first job. And I was surprised because, you know, with, with, with all the extracurricular I had done, my CV was a little bit plumped up, you know, it was all just straightforward. So I was like, ah, why? How come? I thought, you know, weren't we told in career, in the career, by the career office that if you do extracurriculars, it's going to help you get a job faster. I was like, why isn't this thing working? Like, <laughs> did they like to Say it, say it, just say it. After I felt that, say it. She said, I checked off all your boxes. Where is the job? Where is the job, say? Where is the job? Well, Mel, before you before you get to uh, um, just how you got back to uh, uh, um, back to the continent Kenya and trying to find like your next your big mm-hmm. break in development, I completely look. I, my, I'm an international development practitioner. That's my background, mm-hmm. so I understand everything you're saying right now. I'm like, yes, we'll put a pin on that. So I want I want to know, like, take it mm-hmm. back to Poland, like, because I mean, you just skipped that real quick, okay? <laughs> so I want to know, you know, as a Mm-hmm. African woman, you find yourself, you volunteer yourself <laughs> to go all the way to a cold ass country from one to cold. She all said, the way to I am Poland. tribute. I am tribute. 
Make me the sacrificial lamb. Just send me there. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know, like, how was your experience like living in Poland, working in Poland? What was people? How was uh, sort of the people's like reception towards you? Because I've worked a little bit in Denmark and Sweden, like in the Scandinavian part, and it was a hot ghetto ass mess for me. Not because. <laughs> Not because, not because, I mean, it was a beautiful country. Like, you know, people love to exercise. I mean, people ride bikes, like, everywhere. You know, my little African ass, I like meat. The people like vegetables. There's a lot of things we're missing in this, <laughs> also in this equation. Mm-hmm. And it, where is this? Where is ah, this? Yeah. and it was cold as hell. I'm like, you people, they'll send me to come here to come do what? Did you see my black ass? I told you I want to go Nairobi. You bring me to Skinner and Denmark to do what here? So I want to know what was your what was your experience like in Poland? Like what was the reception? Because I I mean yeah. the racism is real. Let's so keep it all yeah. the way one hundred. Um. So what was yeah. your your experience? So first of all, because Poland at the time uh, was you know it's, it's like middle mm-hmm. income. You know it wasn't like fully developed. I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure about now, but mm-hmm. at the time. So it, so in terms of just like systems and infrastructure, I was like, oh, so this is how mm-hmm. I could see the distance between like kenya and poland i'm like this is feasible because sometimes when mm-hmm. you go to like mm-hmm. uk the scandinavian countries sometimes it feels like i when will we ever get here but poland felt within yeah 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 you've got yeah. light poland years ahead at this like, point oh, yeah well, if we just focus we can get here and, and things work mm-hmm. and things like that um mm-hmm. the of course like very few people speak english so i had to learn a few polish words which none of which i remember now and then because it was through <laughs> it was through isaac so the so i was like mm-hmm. received um by isaacers so you know so we we had that whole um kind of isaac culture in common and they're also mm-hmm. open-minded um young people who are just mm-hmm. trying to have an adventurous life so in that sense that was i felt mm-hmm. safe and I, and i had a channel to land um mm-hmm. fairly well um but then you know it was so landed in warsaw of course but then the the project was in like the tour in the north so we like toured several different towns and villages um all yeah. the way to the yeah. very border with um the former uh it's called kaliningrad i was just like like I know, like the cold kind of, oh, oh, like so bits of Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. The Second World War, German mm-hmm. uh, war base type buildings are still there. Wow. Like, so I was like, Whoa. wow. Are yeah, I, yeah, exactly. So I only had people who are very, um, okay, so I was the only person of color, first of all. For, and the, mm-hmm. there, were, there were three mm-hmm. of us in kind of the team that I was working with. Um, one was from Georgia, the other one was from Romania. So there were Eastern Europeans. So, the, you know, they were kind of like, yeah. And I was the only. So I had, I mean, I had them, like, <laughs> a squad, yeah. And then um, <laughs> some of my most memorable experiences well, one is like, going out and partying and these people dance to EDM and, and they, they all thought I was such a great dancer and I was like I'm not actually a great dancer by like <laughs> our standards but I really was the queen out there so that was dope yeah. <laughs> she was giving them she was giving them 
she said I will scatter you before yeah you see me <laughs> give him them and then a lot of can I touch your hair and I had uh, dreads at the time so there was a lot of can I touch your hair what's what's going on there was a lot of that kind of friendly curiosity and of course I was very always very cautious to be like how are you coming at me come correct um but it was friendly but then I did have one time just like during the day I'm minding my own business crossing the road and then this drunk guy like was yelling at me and yelling profanities and he was like really visibly mm. angry and I know he was oh, no. yelling racist things at me I, it's just mm. that I didn't mm-hmm. understand what he mm-hmm. but like mm. everyone else around was kind of like whoa what's happened froze and then I could tell that people were trying the one no one else was supporting him you know what I mean like I I, I sense people are like don't do this do not escalate this do not and so I I decided to just slow down stop and then I walked slowly and just tried to keep the situation as calm as possible until he like walked off that was super scary but whatever he was saying was very profane because he was angry like his face was red he was shaking his fist at me he was like so angry and the funny thing is at the back of my mind so this is in a city called Olshtin in the north it's not even worse like it's you know it's at the back of my mind I'm like you're being whatever you're saying like you're being racist towards me and like it's not like you're in London I mean guys (laughs) okay (laughs) right 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 my my, my dude you are here in the village you are still audacious (laughs) like this in your village yeah. self, village so man. Ah, that part of me can like, you imagine? People, pre- but you know, prejudice isn't rational, right? Um, so, yeah. so, yeah. And then I, Say it I got again. so angry Say it again. because of mm. remembering the hierarchy. You know, as an African woman, I think you're at the bottom of the totem pole, you know? Um, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, of how we are perceived. And that's across the board, yeah. like, Mel, like, across. It don't matter what country you're in, what yeah. context you're in it's across the board. The same is reflected in the yeah. U.S. with black women. So if you fall in that category, it, it's, a sad, it's, it's extremely, extremely sad, extremely. Yeah, um, it is. Just, yeah, so yeah. That, that was my experience there. But it was generally, you know, lo- lots of people just with friendly curiosity and, and, not, and, and lots of humility. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, these, these are people whose history, they have a history of, you know, being oppressed. Oh, I got to go to... Um, Auschwitz also, and that was very, very, the, yeah, the, yeah. Oh, that's super emotional. Oh my God. That, that changed the way I saw the world, um, because I got Mm -hmm. to walk through there Mm -hmm. and to see and to feel, you know, to, to see and, and, and hear even from my friends, my Polish friends about their families that, and their histories and how they had mm-hmm. ancestors who you know were wow. in and who were in camps and so on. It it's not it's it's generally like not mm-hmm. not even the suffering Olympics, you know? Yeah. Because like when you just said Auschwitz, yeah. I just got goosebumps because I can't imagine like physically walking where all of these like hundreds and thousands of people were slaughtered like that was a slaughterhouse and and for you to be able to like go through that and that's the kind of stuff that like no textbook is going to be adequate in terms of what it feels when your feet are actually on the ground so while while a difficult experience 
I can only imagine like the level of empathy, understanding, like that you gained from being there, like in person. That's it's a, such an incredible experience. And for our listeners who may not be aware, um, Melissa and Benja are discussing sort of obviously the historical like Holocaust and the concentration camp that happened, you know, with Jews being persecuted at the hands of Nazi Germans. Um, so, yeah, so that's just a background for those who may um, not mm-hmm. be aware Thank of you. Yeah. Fair, fair, yeah. fair. And mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to say, to add on to that point, it was very heartbreaking um, and very difficult, um, just that experience, to the point where I still haven't visited the Rwanda Memorial because... Um, because I, yeah, because I, I, I'm still, I remember what it was like being, seeing Auschwitz and, and I'm like, I don't know if I have it in me to, to, to see it now. And then it's like our neighbors and, and to, and very recently and, and a place that I care so much about being, you know, like we're African. So, so yeah. And, and you know, we, wickedness is wickedness everywhere in the world. It, it stings the same. It, it, it's still, it, it's still, <laughs> still wickedness. You know, it doesn't know race or, yeah. No, you're not, you know, you're, you're absolutely like not wrong because the emotional load that it takes to not only go sit, experience, hear the stories, because for you to fully understand, because for you to say I'm truly empathetic, I, I'm putting myself in your shoes. And while you're doing that, like on the ground, I, I can't begin to imagine it. I'm right there with you on the Rwanda one. I've been up and through Kigali I, I, pretty much my whole life. But the, the, the thought of, of going to, to that memorial, I fully understand the necessity of it. I understand um, why we should never forget. I get it. I don't know that just like you, Mel, that I would be able to carry that emotional load. I think I am okay keeping it at like an intellectual level where you can say, I understand what happened, but to carry that emotional load, I just, oh my God, I'm, I, I fully understand. I understand when you're like, nope, I don't think I can, I can make that step into, into Rwanda. It's a lot. It's a lot to take. And for our audience, uh, Melissa and Benja, sorry, I feel like I'm like the historian, <laughs> like the old professor. Um, just to give you all like a background context of you know what they're uh, highlighting is pretty much the Burundian genocide that took place in the 90s um, uh, within the country. So that's sort of the memorial site that both Mel and Benja are um, discussing right now. Just a little background context, sorry. No, thank you. Thank, thank you for thank you for the context. Thank you for the context. So so Mel, you come back, you've already gone through literally both uh, a cultural revolution, uh, you as Mel coming back enlightened, more empathetic, more intellectual. So and I know you mentioned that you are now starting your job hunt, trying to figure out okay, what's next? I've checked off all the right boxes, I got my extracurriculars. Where did we land? Where did we land? <laughs> we landed at networks. You know, networks always come through at the end of everything. Okay. Uh, so I so I eventually, you know, kind of had some people send me leads and then but the one the 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 one that really resonated with me and, and the, the path I wanted to take, which is like development, human human development and um that felt a little more in just in line with what i was thinking for myself 
was this job as a PA, as a personal assistant to, you know, who was running this um, consultancy company where she do really interesting different projects with different organizations on like um, talent development, you know, training on like customer service, doing team team building kinds of things. And mm-hmm. the, so it was, mm-hmm. I was a personal assistant and my job, like my salary was like, was so tiny compared to what I was like being told by career coaches. Yeah. Doing. So I was like, oh, what is the number? When you say, when you say like, tiny, what is the number? You know, Bill Gates for him, small is $10 million. Like the equivalent now, like maybe 15,000 shillings. So that's like $150. Very little, like intern. Wow. Like wow. Intern. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So I told myself, okay, mm-hmm. this is like super little. Um, and this, this is just mm-hmm. a bit of a disillusionment, but then I, again, I was like, well, but get, take a job. So, you know, so that you're in the game because then, you know, you can still be looking for work and da da da. And so, so I did it and yeah. just threw myself in it and it, and learned all I could learn. And it was quite interesting. I learned so much. And then we ended up writing a project proposal, um, and, and still within mm-hmm. the same company. Um, in which I could then budget my salary, you know, write in my salary, mm-hmm. salary I'd have loved, salary I wanted. And then we got the project. So then in a few months, I then, you know, that same job transformed into like the job. Like, so it was like, yay. Yeah. A big race. So yes. to work out. There you go. There then, you go. Yeah. And then this. Yeah. What, what was the project? What was the project? Yeah, so uh, the focus? project focus was on transferring leadership skills to universities to, to youth, so through universities okay. across Kenya. Okay. And it had so mm-hmm. and then so that it was with an insurance company that was trying to like sell itself to mm-hmm. youth, like to shift its marketing to focus mm-hmm. on youth. So then um then part of it was that like the most exciting part of it was that we got to create a reality show like kind of survivor-esque like where they'd actually practice the leadership skills. oh and so yeah. i like created a whole tv show and like produced i didn't even know i was like producing. what was the name it was called i'm a cooperator i look for the youtube the tale okay. on youtube I think. okay okay because it yes, yeah this was when the internet this was when social media was still not mainstream in, in kenya so it was aired and mm-hmm. yeah. not on the internet so so then i got to um you know be part of creating something like just my you know wildest thoughts and then a whole company like was like yes this is good i was like what okay this is dope i got to work with like the actual production company you know the, the tv production company pr company mm-hmm, i got mm-hmm. to like be in the middle of the, wow. the action as the project manager mm-hmm. um, and then i realized mm-hmm. that's when i realized the power of media and that's mm-hmm. when i realized i really like media <laughs> and, and and i was like mm-hmm. ah, that's when now this this remember the the calling to 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 hone my artistic side that I'd been kind of ignoring. Uh, it came loudly. Yep. Loudly was like, this is because I really <laughs> enjoyed myself in that project. So what, what did you do next? Let me actually um, surprise you a little bit. After the success of it, I ended up in a, in hindsight, I think I was depressed. I ended up like in a slump that lasted 
years, two years actually, mm. I became super anxious. Mm. The self-doubt mm -hmm. monster grew in my head. That voice in my head, mm -hmm. I completely mm. doubted myself. I shrank back. I just, I withdrew and lost confidence. And I lost confidence. I, I think mm. now, you know, in hindsight, I think it's because I was, um, you know, in ex so exposed so quickly and so fast to this intense, mm. you know, I, I kind of, uh, mm -hmm. what's the word? Like when you, when you supercharge, um, and then now you, the, it's, mm -hmm. I was in such a demanding role. And of course there was, um, lots of dynamics to very interesting dynamic and situations and conflicts and the usual things that come up in a project of that scale. Right. Mm -hmm. When at the time yeah. I just kind of yeah. powered through, but I think I absorbed a lot without processing, mm -hmm. um, absorbed a lot of mm -hmm. uh, negativity. And I'm not, not, I'm not saying that it was a bad mm -hmm. project. I'm just saying like, as would happen in any project for a young person, there were a lot of people who were also questioning whether I was, you know, really legit because I didn't have the experience, like you said, you know, and even though yeah, I was doing the yeah. thing and it was working, but there was still so much um, negativity that I absorbed and never processed it until yeah. I crashed afterwards, like after I had left the organization, after the project. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was in this slump and then I didn't, huh, I didn't go to therapy, even though, my mother kept saying, you need to go to therapy. I was like, nah. Mm -hmm. So things just escalated, escalated and kept getting worse. And the imposter syndrome. So my mid-20s were mm -hmm. anxious, sleep deprived, I had insomnia. Yeah. I had, I even used to get panic attacks. And then guess what? This mm -hmm. lines up to our first, 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 first uh, question. That the One of the first questions you asked me. Then... This is how I ended up in living a life that didn't look like me and being in a relationship that was not right for me because I entered into mm. it in this low state. This is real. So this is why it's so important to take care of yourself mm -hmm. and of your mind and of your spirit um, and to real. recover mm -hmm. when, when to take the time to heal and recover when you're in a negative space, in a dark place. Absolutely. Because then the, uh, the risk, if you don't take care of yourself in the moment is you will end up building your future on the basis of very wonky mm -hmm. kind of unhealthy an unhealthy mm -hmm. place so yeah so so that's mm -hmm. what happened uh, and then and then but mm -hmm. mel can mm -hmm. i pause you for a second cuz i don't i don't want mm -hmm. you to skim through um, okay. Okay. that part a little bit i just want to want to pause you for a second cuz and i find it so remarkable how honest and just transparent everyone has been because i think it's important to share that many times we come from a, a background a context where mental health is a taboo to even speak on it our culture frowns upon it you can't feel comfortable talking and saying hey like i truly am not 100 percent at my best with my mental health like i need support that's something that we shy away from and mental health is it's, it's starting to be a very um rising issue in our community and i think it's so important for us to really um, stress on the mm. importance of that and for no one to feel like they're inadequate because they're having some level of mental health challenges because well we've all been prone to it no one yeah. is exempt from experiencing a level of mental health every single one of us have experienced it at some point in time in our life some more than others but we all have and especially when you're trying to be uh, a mm -hmm. professional woman a woman who's trying to make 
still find her own path in this big world and you want to you have all these goals and all these dreams and sometimes you face all these various barriers and challenges it mm-hmm. can get to you we still feel in as much as the conversation on mental health has become more and more um safe um and normalized mm-hmm. i think we still there's still this sense of stigma and around oh can i can i really talk about what i went yeah. through yeah especially when it's yeah. like, oh but it's mm. not like you were unemployed it's not like you were sick it's not like you were, you know those are the questions that usually come up for me like, mm-hmm. that's, it, that's, that's it right there. i don't want to sound like i'm being you know whiny or like i'm just uh, being insensitive to other people's suffering but we need to just honor and respect and validate how we how we feel how you feel yourself you know and the experience you're going through um, yeah a long time yeah i i honestly appreciate you you sharing that for real for real mel because you know there's there's a saying that goes we all lose but we must not be defeated and i think the 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 fact is that we all go through something you know we all go through um like you said you hit a high point in your career very early very quickly and then mm-hmm. you were successful and you would mm-hmm. think like you said the logical part of our right. brains is like of course and then she went on to all this success and and for it to really be almost like a reality check that life isn't isn't necessarily that fairy tale life will take you through some ups and some downs so that by the time you come through the fire you're now gold you know so all of those parts of your journey mm-hmm. are just exactly that they are parts of your journey they comprise who you become they're not necessarily they only become who you are if you stop moving right yeah. if you say okay you know what yeah. now i'm i'm just like the depressed person this is who i am this is the label the label i carry it is what it is then that is who you become because you've decided to stop moving on this journey or you've made your journey to pivot into this particular identity and i think what is also really beautiful is the is the unexpected nature of 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 your journey because you would think okay somebody higher achieving curiosity and the fact that like your mom literally was the one who was like you might want to check out therapy i i yeah. am yet to find mm-hmm. <laughs> enough mm-hmm. african parents who are here knowing you to the extent mm-hmm. that they do to the point mm-hmm. where they said you know what this yeah. is this is not something we'll say go to jesus go to the pastor they said no you can we can still do all of that but but go and talk to somebody mm. because it's that important because yeah. at some point we need to really be honest and to honor the the profession that is ther- like like that therapeutic profession because at the end of the day when when you're going to a psychologist when you're going to a therapist those are people whose sole purpose is to ensure that you get better or at least you get answers to questions you have yeah. right and mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm i'm hoping part of this journey you're going to tell us about whether or not you got into therapy but i really yeah. really commend parents who take the time to get to know their kids because if i don't know you as my child and a lot of african families it's like seven kids I, by the time i say i know peter to this extent it, it, it's hard so to have parents who were able to come down to your level and say hey listen this is something that you might need to check out i i absolutely just love that i want that for all of us um it, it, so it's so impactful for you mm. to share yeah go ahead what happened to me is i ended up throwing myself into work and that was my ism you know because mm-hmm. i'm like okay i'm not going to drink um to feel better because i don't want to fall into that mm-hmm. i'm not going to like 
um, go mm-hmm. into into like multiple relationships to fill that 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 void. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. work more. And my mm-hmm. logic was at least if I work, then when I get better later, I'll still you know I won't have lost ground. That was the like flawed logic, only yeah. to realize. So then I experienced a very serious burnout. And you know you get workaholism is also pretty it can kill you so um it's just as yeah, super unhealthy but my logic at the time was let me just ignore all this by throwing myself in work i think the you know the more exciting stuff i do and if i fill my life with exciting stuff work and other things you know and extracurriculars solve it all oh yeah no, it didn't i still yeah. crashed in so now during that breakup uh that, that breakup like precipitated the eventual crash um and then that's when i went to answer a question mm-hmm. i did go to therapy then but why did i have to crash so you know why did i allow mm. it to go on for mm-hmm. years and mm-hmm. years and years until i crashed and mm-hmm. felt like i couldn't move anymore for me to go to go to therapy and like take it very seriously and start to shift the system in my life i feel like that's the that's the lesson I learned that I would love to share with others to mm-hmm. not make the same mistake. Like don't, mm-hmm. as like you were saying, don't ignore it or belittle or invalidate yeah. your struggle just because mm-hmm. you, you know that there are people mm-hmm. who have worse struggles, you know? Um, yeah. That's something we Absolutely. fall into, I think, Absolutely. with African women. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think like you can't you can't pour into other people's cup when yeah. yours is empty, right? And it's so important to take care of yourself first before you can even be, um, you know, there for others. So I, I think this is such an important uh, mm. message. Uh, so many thanks again, Mel, for just being so transparent, honest, you know, with your you know with your sort of your mental yeah. health journey as well. Um, I would like mm-hmm. to pivot a little bit because you know now we got to get to. The secure the bag, the innovation, yeah. you know what I'm saying? The changing the landscape, you know, on the continent. Yeah. Like these people know this new wave of African women were doing mm-hmm. the damn thing. So I would like to know, like, what was the t- turning mm-hmm. point, right? Within sort of the path that you were on that led you to um, Africa, like pot fest, like to say, you know what? I see where the world is moving. It's time for us to really, you know what I'm saying, do the damn thing and change this whole shit in the on like on our continent. So like what what was that turning point yeah, that got you here? Um so I in in twenty I think sixteen. Yeah, 20, end of twenty sixteen, I decided mm-hmm. um so I was yeah, I was working in like the tech seat, enjoying my job, really mm-hmm. killing it, killing it, killing it, securing mm-hmm. the bag, living the good life. And also at the same time <laughs> And poverty is not our portion in this life. Continue. Exactly. And then, and then at the same time, was, it's not for us. It's not. It's not my ministry. Mm. Mm-mm. So, Mm-mm. It's not. It's not. It's not, for, it's not for us. So then, but um, <laughs> at the back of my mind, I, I wanted to. I had this goal. I, I always wanted to start a business or a venture, right? Uh, which I hadn't done. Or I had mm-hmm. tried before and, and unsuccessfully. So I was still on that tip of like, no, mm-hmm. I'm, I need to do this and see what happens. Um, so I decided... Where did that come from? Where did that want, wanting come from? I don't know. Just as a maybe almost like a bucket list. Not really a bucket list. Thing. I don't know. It's just a drive. Like, let me see if I can do it, you know. 
Um, also, well, actually, now that you ask, maybe it's because my my family is full of like business people, and so in my mind, I'm like, I need to, <laughs> I need to be a, I need to learn how to do it. I just wanted to experiment and see, can I do it um, as a, as a mm-hmm. life? As yeah. a, it's an option I wanted to test. If you know, can this be my life? Also, can I run a business? And also, you know how people keep saying entrepreneurship is so hard, and it's true, it is. But they're, they're, they're all these fables. Mm-hmm. And because I studied business in uni, um, we also studied mm. entrepreneurship and would do a lot of case studies. Gotcha. And so I was just so intrigued. And I was like, let me see if I have, if I, if this is my thing, if, if, if I have what it takes to do this. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so I figured, well, better do it, you know sooner rather than later when you know i could quickly recover and you know you know that thing of when you're younger if you lose everything you still have time and kind of agility to yeah you know yeah so i figured let mm-hmm. me just no. your resilience is a little bit right. higher yeah. yeah um single no kids let me do it now if not now when so i ended so i left uh, my full-time job and went into Oh, and then I had this whole, I had been thinking for years actually and blogging about the creative industries. And then because I was working in the tech startup scene and seeing how um, intentional investment into the people um, and their ideas, how how quickly the scene grew and and how quickly the result Mm -hmm. um, of Mm -hmm. of investing in people you know, had an impact on building a whole sector yeah. in Africa that just didn't exist a few years prior. So I, I was very confident mm-hmm. about, oh, if I take what I've learned from the tech scene and the, this method of incubate, support, community, invest in people and and their mm-hmm. solutions and innovation, then what if we apply that in the into the creative industry? So film, fashion, mm-hmm. food. Um, audio, music, you know, etc. So, so that's the idea I left my job with, and then started a consultancy. So I started consulting because I was also like, mm-hmm. oh, let me learn to get domain knowledge to build a network. Mm-hmm. Let me start mm-hmm. out a consultancy because I also it's not like I had this idea ready. I, was, I still needed to scope the mm-hmm. scene. So I started working, um, doing like strategy consulting. Um, I also experimented with with. Um, investments making investments into some businesses in the I invested in fashion mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. actually got returns you know so i was there i was like i piloted a little fund an investment fund i was like okay that works <laughs> and i was you know i was very like i was that babe you know just like super boring, but i was like <laughs> me and my african woman the pocket I have now, what can it do? It can help another woman. Okay. So I'm like, okay, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so um one yeah. of the many projects then I did in that 2017, 2018 um period when I was consulting was was that that's when I started to act on that curiosity about, huh, what about African podcasts? Um and who are who are the people making them? Is there potential here? And so I started to research and then um one and then i worked with a podcast uh a podcast uh, called kaz who runs a podcast called the spread which is a sex positive podcast which was new at the time and grew really fast yeah so i like worked with kaz and uh did you know raised funding kind of built out the structure 
And I was like, oh, so so it's true. Mm-hmm. It can work then. Um, if the same thing that works mm-hmm. in the tech scene, if you invest in the creative space, things can work. Yeah. And so I got confidence from that experience to to establish mm-hmm. um, a, a festival. At the time, I wasn't even thinking of it necessarily beyond like, let's gather people mm-hmm. and see what happens. Is there appetite for this at scale? Mm-hmm. And so I talked to yeah. some of my friends. Mm-hmm. yeah, um, And then um, Josephine and Paula, who was with us um, in the beginning, um, also, so then they were mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's game, let's do this. And so we registered a company and started planning the festival for 2020 and then um mm-hmm. we had to roll wow. it back cancel the the 2020 fest because of the lockdowns COVID. So, mm-hmm. so then that mm-hmm. took us into a pivot where we had to now figure out a different model to do mm-hmm. things of doing things now that mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and, and that led to what we are now which is um online community um doing lots and lots of research, doing lots of um, kind of knowledge sharing and connecting people, um, lots of... So we also ended up doing advisory for like media companies, tech mm-hmm. companies, um, mm-hmm. podcast production. It's just snowballed from there. But um, to answer your question specifically, how yeah. it came up was, again, from this uh, mm-hmm. Petri dish of, of projects that I was working on as a consultant um the podcast mm-hmm. thread mm-hmm. showed a lot of promise and so i followed it and then it turned out that there was mm-hmm. something there i will say though that i didn't think necessarily that it was going to be a secure the bag in the moment in the short term kind of project just mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. realistically mm-hmm. podcasting was still so new and it's it's growing fast now but three years ago four years ago it was very very like just a small tiny spark so i didn't do it yeah that. mm-hmm. that's where the bag will come from so i i still knew okay mm-hmm. so i'll continue doing other work um and podcast and i still do other work mm-hmm. um even though the podcasting mm-hmm. is kind of mm-hmm. paying for itself um and paying a team mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's not it's not the it's not yet um become the kind of ooh the bag is here we here ready we still we still need to invest a little yeah. more but it's coming mm-hmm. that's the thing it's coming like pretty soon mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's coming yeah. my sister it's coming for all of us for no. all of us in the podcast space yeah pretty soon um, yeah. yeah we just need to keep, yeah. keep at it and, and, and of course be very um sensible in how we are how we are putting in our resources and our time and our energy mm-hmm. so that it's sustainable and doesn't burn us out yeah Mm -hmm. so mel just just two things one um how did you find this team right because you guys came together and you said this is us now voltron Mm -hmm. let us unite Mm -hmm. you know um Mm -hmm. and then second and then secondly how did you make it so that you made sure that you were not overextending yourself right because I think I think one of the biggest problems is is we become like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Because we are a series of ants, because we like to do a lot of things, because we want to actually have our hands in multiple parts. You've already learned a lesson once in terms of how this this amount of um, work impacts your mental health and impacts you physically. How did you kind of prepare as you transitioned into this or maybe even in the day to days of what you do today? Like, how do you ensure that like that 
you, you don't go back to where you are. And if you do see the signs of you going back or you find yourself there, how are you bringing yourself back? Yeah. Oh, that's the that's such a good question. It's a question of of the days, right? Um, so, but to, to answer first, how did how did I find the team? These, they were my friends already before. Um, kind of like both mm-hmm. of you. Um, you know, kind of <laughs> knew each other before for years. So Joe and I actually have been friends since we were teenagers, and then, mm-hmm. um, and and then you know, because you know, when you hang out with your friends, you kind of know each other's interests. You know where you have shared interests. So I mm-hmm. had a passion mm-hmm. for always had a passion for like women, uh, women and inclusion generally, including much voices, mm-hmm. media as well, and advocacy. I've in the tech space, innovation, just wanting to like build things that'll just change the shape of shit um and so, <laughs> so right. we found in this podcast as we so as i was telling her um this is what i'm thinking this is what i'm working on podcasting is so interesting i'm thinking about what if we did like a festival she's like oh, mm-hmm. cool and so it was organic but um there was a conversation there and this i think i should say this because it's, it comes up a lot of times it's like doing business with your friends um, yeah. Talk about you it. Need, you need to set the boundaries before, in the beginning. Yeah. Kind of plan mm-hmm. for the worst, um, and then set your mm-hmm. boundaries. So if it, and and that's different for everyone, right? So it's stuff like yeah, um, being honest with each other about how far you can go with this. You know, financially, mm-hmm. whether it's you know, and it's stuff like you know, hey, if 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 I get pregnant and have a child i can't continue to do this because for me mm. family first you know raising my child first. yeah so mm-hmm. things like those and um that that a lot of people kind of assume all oh, that oh we are friends we'll figure it out when we get there no 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 nothing will ruin a friendship faster than let's yeah. start a business yeah Cha- and wanna, exactly and you don't want to lose the friendship right yeah mm-hmm. what's more important well for some people maybe depends also on the friend so maybe you're not that tight or whatever but it's also mm-hmm. you also need to be clear i think even within yourself like where how does this business fit into this friendship because the friendship came first mm-hmm. for those founders mm-hmm. who started business first and then the friendship grew through the found the co-founding that's a different situation right but mm-hmm. all in all be honest with yourself, reflect and communicate and have it. Yes, it's a very yeah. awkward conversation. No one wants to yeah. put down on paper that if we fight, how are we going to split this thing? No one wants to have that conversation. It's awkward. Yeah. Yeah. It. yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's such a necessary yeah. evil. It's a, yeah, you, you said prenup. I love yeah. that. I love that. Yeah. yeah. It's actually an act of love. Because we can't we can play with you can't play with the coins now, okay? I love you, girl. You're my friend. Yeah. But this coins right here, we gotta decide very clearly how the coins is gonna be pointing. Yeah, <laughs> and get a lawyer. Get you know, put things on paper. Have, have yeah. your contract and yeah. everything. Yeah, don't take that stuff. For yeah. Um, so that's, yeah. So that's what's kept us going, for sure. Um, mm. And then, um, how do we keep going day to day? Hey, rest is part of yes. the work, and that message. Mm. I'm still. I'm still you know, a beginner in terms of internalizing that into my lifestyle, but rest mm. is very mm. much a part of the journey because mm. 
when when you're rested when you are joyful when you are rejuvenated when your cup is full then you can pour in to the mission especially yes. if something that's difficult and not yes. obvious and mm-hmm. time and it's not like it's a ready you know something like podcasting it's we're the ones who are bu- building the plane as we're flying like you said yeah. so you don't know when the huge bag and the big break is gonna come you don't know yeah. if it will come you don't know if you'll make it you're just moving kind of day to day by faith and of course you have your plans and you're being sensible but god loves our plans so um you you need to rest and what say i've it, learned say from me, yeah what i've learned for me is that rest means, so rest means legit weekends be weekends um i'm not going mm-hmm. to and, and start doing budgets on a weekend you know like <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those are not weekend jobs also rest can also be not necessarily working eight hour days or even five day weeks rest can be yeah that for you you know three day weeks four day weeks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. day off is monday your day off is wednesday i feel like just know yourself and and knowing yourself yes calibrating around that without shame because no yeah. one else can do this work the way you can and for you so never mind the people out there judging being like oh how can you be taking monday off no just take the monday off it's your life mind your business yes. mind your business everybody yeah. minds their own shop please exactly. <laughs> everybody minds their own shop um and then the other right. bit yeah um, that i that worked for me and that i'm you know practice, getting the hang of practicing is is put making sure that i i put front and center the elements of life that truly truly bring me joy even you know mm. small things like nail polish makes me feel really happy so i will just and i, I like yeah. putting it on myself actually is is fun for me so it's like doing my nails whenever i feel like doing my nails um having curating who gets to be in my circle oh saying no oh. to a ton of things Let and you know who is saying no to mm. most things you know it's like mm. okay I, mm. I i i would have liked to go to that concert but actually no it's okay i'll miss mm. one for the team you know taking one for team mel yeah yeah even and setting boundaries yeah. even with like family functions and you know how we are like yes there's a yes other, there's a baby shower there's always a there's always we are a all thing. going like, exactly like, exactly you know, everything because i mean yeah I, yeah and just it's yeah just boundary setting and boundaries with myself you know? um and because it's to do stuff like to say oh you know when you just feel kind of lazy and you're like oh i'm just gonna let me just turn on netflix and then the whole evening passes mm-hmm. but then what would have truly energized me might have been let's say um calling a friend and catching up or mm-hmm. something that feels in the moment more difficult than just turning on netflix but that would actually pour into me so i'm, I'm, I'm yeah these days trying to practice that um flex that extra discipline um yeah yeah i genuinely love all of those this is the point at which in our podcast we say pass the offering basket because the number of things you said that were so freaking relevant 
to each and every single one of us as women, like knowing what rest means for you. I think that's key because some people like rest. Okay, I'll go and sleep. And it's like, oh, then you now have the added guilt of, oh, you're sleeping when you should have been doing something else. Like, I think, I think we do so much mental gymnastics with ourselves that sometimes like for me, the way you communicated your list to me shows not only maturity, but it also shows somebody who was actually taking the time to get to know themselves because it's it nobody else will know what rest feels like to you you just described like applying nail polish brings you joy it, it is it is something that you do for you right for me i'm the opposite like i want to go and sit down and somebody does it for me i want the pamper experience but i have to know that for myself and i honestly think that you know the value of 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 being a fully self-actualized person and a fully self-actualized woman is being able to know what what you need to pour into you to make you whole and where you need to draw the line in the sand as a boundary. And I think you've articulated it so well in terms of how those apply to you that I really hope our listeners are able to take something here and there and reflect upon it because there's such a level of, of self-awareness that you have that you show, Mel, that to me indicates like somebody who has actually taken the time and to to hear this from somebody who has said that i went through this depressive phase of my life to now be able to like articulate like i need this this is what enables me to grow this is what enables me to like rest recharge come back as as more productive as more creative etc I, I just don't know that we value enough when people are able to identify what they need and articulate how they need that to be delivered. I think there's such there's such there's such a blessing in being able to to know that for yourself. Because then when you pair up with a partner, when you pair up with, you know, a spouse, at the end of the day, if you're not able to fully articulate those things, you cannot expect success. You know, it's almost like you're setting yourself up for failure because then boundaries are violated continually. You obviously will end up feeling like unappreciated. Oh, why don't you see that I'm tired? Like the Everything you have said has like really, really resonated with me um, on such a personal level. I have two questions for you. Um, Mel, I really wanted to see um, if you could sort of tell us a little bit about Africa Podcast Day and some of the highlights and impact that has been able mm. to, you know, achieve thus far. And then also I read somewhere about the Ambies yeah. and, you know, we should get some impact. Ooh. Let us know what these MBs are, because we ourselves, you know, we are trying to get Oscar, Emmys, Tony, Andy's, imagine, you know, Genevieve, all of them, all the names, we want them to. So please let yes. us know. So Africa Podcast, <laughs> Africa, so Africa Podcast Day um, is is this day we like invented um, in 2020. February 12th mm -hmm. every year. We figured if there's World Donut Day, there should be World Podca Africa Podcast Day. Period. Yeah, exactly. Period. Exactly. Um, and so what what we've been doing since is um, hosting events as Africa Podcast. Mm -hmm. We cancelled it, the in-person event. So we've been doing virtual events in the previous mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is really a day to celebrate African podcasters, African stories, and the people who support and love African stories. So it's a global event, mm -hmm. um, a global mm -hmm. day rather, mm -hmm. because the event doesn't have to happen on the day. So the beautiful thing about mm -hmm. Africa Podcast Day is that we've seen 
podcast launch on Accra Podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've seen uh, people have live recordings from like comedy shows to like business shows mm-hmm. in different mm-hmm. languages. We've seen uh, people kind of meet and connect with each other via the screen. Um, this is even, not even in person. Uh, via the screen, we've seen people mm-hmm. um, kind of come up and say, you know, attend and say, wow, I feel so happy because as a podcaster, I felt so lonely, but now, like, I know, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not alone and we're, we're a movement. So it's yeah. really cool to see the movement yeah. grow, the reach of it. Um, mm-hmm. It's reached millions of people around the world. We we have, you know, on, on like our social media. Um, Attendance-wise, oh my gosh, we've had like, 2000 or is it 3000 plus attendees? Wow. Like, wow. I think 100 countries, yeah, or something like that. Like some crazy, because diaspora are everywhere. Wow. And also non Africans yeah. are yeah. also yeah. very interested, right? Um, mm-hmm. We've seen um, what else has been so interesting about the, the festival? Just the vibe, also. Podcasters are really cool people. Like, I don't know what mm. it is. It's the kind of person I mean, who gets look, attracted just... to like podcasting as a medium. Yeah, podcast people are just so vibrant, so open. Cool yeah. People. So we've also made a lot of friends, and people have made a lot of friends on Africa podcast. We're truly a community, mm-hmm. a pan-African community. What we'd love going forward is to see more people host their own events because the reason we created the day was mm. for it to hours and so this year we weren't able to host uh, an event but the uganda there was an event by the ugandan community and another one i mm-hmm. think um one in kenya not not hosted by us um and another one i think in ghana or nigeria so mm-hmm. stay so it's gotten legs like people really want this and they need this and so that's awesome as a company mm-hmm. to see how, yeah what, what 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 we'll do with it you know what africans will do with it with the day um, mel you better talk but you're being too humble yeah. right now thank you you better talk your shit like please because let me make this very clear to people in case in case the congregation may miss some of this sermon this is african girl magic personified right Period. here i just want to make sure that we all understand and understand what is happening thank right you. now i feel so smooth. thank you african girl magic Hailing from Nairobi, Kenya, along with her partner, literally are changing the face of podcasts, not just on the continent, but globally. Right. These dynamic trailblazing women not only created a whole international festival into a company, they also identify a special day, like a world special day that that is gaining momentum across the globe and especially on the continent that is encouraging other inspiring storytellers mm-hmm. to not be able to share their gift, you know, through using the medium of podcast. Right. And the last event or the last, you know, you know, a uh, 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 podcast day literally was able to reach over a million people across so, the globe. And you have podcasters on the continent and the diaspora yeah. mm-hmm. that are part of yeah. it. So I just like, this is a huge, big deal. Yeah. And I just want to make sure that we're not glossing over yeah. it because this is literally African yeah. girl magic personified. And this is what a series of ends is about. Yeah. So it show you that African women are doing the damn thing. Let's just make that yep. very clear. So nobody can overstep 
In a stand? <laughs> on a stand? What are you trying to say right now? Yeah. No. But, but I, I also just, I, I also just think it's important, Mel, that that you understand that um, a lot of times we wait for flowers to be given when yeah. you're mm-hmm, when you're mm-hmm. gone, or now you become fifty and they say, oh, you know, Madam So and So, we but must, we must enough. honor yep. you. No, get your flowers right about now. That is literally yeah. part of what we love to do here because you literally what you have done is brought something that was nothing into something and literally gave it an actual day. The genius yeah. that that takes for that to happen, you need to understand that we acknowledge that. We acknowledge you. And it's Absolutely. because of people like you platforming, obviously podcasters like us, when we literally mm-hmm. put it out there in our, in our circle, okay, who's actually podcasting? Your name came up. This is how oh, we are mm-hmm. all here at this mm-hmm. particular point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for mm-hmm. us to be able to even be having this conversation, part of our excitement, like we said at the top of the show, is it's because to us, you're like a blueprint. You understand? Like it's we don't yeah. we don't take yeah. it lightly to literally be out here having this conversation because who knows what comes of this you know, two right. hour session that we've just had. Right. And it converts into five, six, seven, ten other podcasts because women sat there and they were like, you know what? If these two girls can be out here getting all these types of information through all these different amazing African minds, what am I doing at home? I have I have the ability to record. I have the ability to edit. I have the ability to do this. We just never know the impact of just being able to start. And, and your impact yeah. is literally two girls from the other side of the world being able to sit with you and talk about all your accomplishments Yay. on today. Mm-hmm. So, girl, okay. you, you're doing yeah. it. You are Thank absolutely you. doing it. Thank you for acknowledging and seeing. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And you're so right. It just starts with wherever you are. Because it's not like I d- we didn't know how to produce, but we DIY'd it. I learned... I just learned how to make a podcast the DIY way, you know, and then mm-hmm. made my first podcast in like 2020. And we've been learning as we go. And now, okay, now I've gone mm-hmm. into like a proper workshop and stuff. But how many years later, you know, I didn't need to mm. be a professional super Jesus Angel Love level podcaster first <laughs> and then start a festival i was like no because if i wait will it ever happen no just do it and then it, we'll imagine go. it won't it yeah. won't <laughs> yeah yeah and and um yeah i think i love i also love that that's the message of a series of ants it's just like get going you get better as you move just stay committed yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, and thank 100%. you for acknowledging. I received the flowers. I feel very seen um, and encouraged and energized. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as we wrap up the show, I wanted to know, um, Mel, from where you oh, sit. Oh, the Ambies. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look at me. Go oh, ahead, girl. Go my friend, ahead. We want to play ourselves to know this information because you know some of us, we like to we'll get You're not lying. award anyway. You're not lying. Our mother gave us for being her daughter. You're not lying. We go collect you us. You're not lying. Please. Men, continue, please. Continue. Yeah. So in the media universe around the world, just the global, if you read mm-hmm. like the media global media and entertainment industry report you will see podcasting is mm-hmm. like one percent of the it contributes like one percent um it's one percent mm-hmm. compared to film mm-hmm. gaming all the others so podcasting is also mm-hmm. 
globally just the new the new kid on the block trying to find its way yeah mm-hmm. so the ambies mm-hmm. were started i think three or four years ago not very long ago okay um, by a mm-hmm. member organization called the podcast academy which by the way we can all join the like if you go to okay the, okay join. um and and mm-hmm. so yeah it's the oscars slash grammys of of podcasting and this mm-hmm. year for the very first time we have an african podcast in the finals which yes it's called i will oh not my god yeah you must listen to it i will not grow old yeah it's a story by a lady called Miriam who lives in alex in johannesburg in alexandra in johannesburg which is a township mm-hmm. just she in fact she should be a guest mm-hmm. on this show because she this yes woman is a series she lives by a series of ants honestly um uh, i love it so we are so excited it's produced by um, a company called radio workshop who actually got it radio workshop is a training they train young people on in podcast storytelling and they Mm -hmm. actually launched their training program at africa on africa podcast day um in 2021 or 2021 like Mm -hmm. this is a whole like the momentum we are supporting each other um yeah working like so how exciting you know um oh my god i'm so excited about the ambies because yeah finally like saying look putting african podcasting on the map and saying we're not just saying that we're doing look uh, we've even met the criteria for quality yeah is the bar yeah we can, yeah. we can meet it and we have met it from the continent we did not outsource to any anyone any part of the production all of this was made at home by africa <sighs> so, yes yeah and and, the, and and even i love that i love that because a series of ends is literally that we needed to be from the ruder to the tutor everything is african african men has touched it african women have touched it like at the end of the day we want to make sure that like it looks like an african smells like an african quacks like an african it is extremely as african as we can make it that's literally who we are as series of and so yeah. i love that for the fact that you're also able to like trace a through line to say this is how afropod fest ah i can speak english this is where we were at afropod fest these are the people who participated here is a podcast that was part of the group that participated this is how they elevated their game look at where they are now nominated i feel like that is that, that is almost like a grandma talking about the the generations of how we got right. to you know having an incredible daughter and i think this is you, this is why it's so important for you to stop and actually smell the roses because you have put in the work and it's been more than 3 years at this point of you guys like laboring in this field and incre- this is just the beginning for you guys Mel it really is absolutely yeah and i mean i think this is history like history in the making yeah because yes now generations to come you know africa podcast will be you know will be quoted will be remembered mm-hmm. for sort of putting that legacy and creating that pathway yeah. right that change the game in podcasting on the continent so i think like benja said earlier on like please accept all the flowers talk your shit and stand in a tentos down <laughs> and let these people know tentos let you know we're not playing like we're not playing you know um we're not playing this is the game changing game changers right yeah. now yes oh, thank you yes, so much yes absolutely mm-hmm. but i i i 
I also wanted to know, Mel, again, we want we don't want to be like them African preachers because you really should go to bed. Um, because she's two hours ahead of me right now. So it's 10 o'clock. I understand. What I will say, Mel, is what excites you right now about not only podcasting, but about because you've talked a little bit about what excites you on the podcasting front, but what excites you about African women where you sit right now? Wow. What excites me is that the sense of freedom and and badassery that i feel is actually shared the fact that this flame is spreading mm -hmm. you know like this our whole conversation mm -hmm. tonight has been exactly that we're like not taking prisoners we are not wasting time we're not asking permission Absolutely just, not. it excites me mm -hmm. so much that we are a movement and that's growing yep and Mm -hmm. we don't have to go it alone mm -hmm. like 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 the you know when talking to the women who are like now in their 40s and how they had to go it alone and their struggle was just different because they didn't mm -hmm. have what mm -hmm. we have so yeah. I, it excites me so much mm -hmm. what we are gonna do because mm -hmm. you know you know the world is not ready they're not ready <laughs> I feel like yeah. they're sleeping on us yeah. and they don't know they what's going expected. on and it'll be too late it's already too late but it's going to be too late by the time too we late. realize imagine imagine but we're yeah. here so we're here they will right. get these african girl magic nowhere exactly so it excites what excites <laughs> me so much is that we're a movement and that i know i have com a community and i know that in any country i go to mm. there's an african woman i can vibe with who gets it you know there, there's a community yes. that gets it and, yes. and yeah and, and we're here and being fabulous and we wear flowers and nail polish and red lipstick to the boardroom because ah. you know, we're feminine all yeah. damn day yeah. all day <laughs> and sometimes a little bit of crop top yeah exactly exactly and crop top exactly you know exactly we're changing <laughs> the rules Seven. yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly and and not and and honestly not out of like oh. a petulance child yeah. i need to do what i want to do yes. but because it is mm -hmm. necessary it is the time yeah. has come absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely oh my gosh my well i'm i'm so freaking glad that we had this conversation i genuinely am so happy i don't know if you have anything else on your side patience before we wrap and and, and set <laughs> sure. the, the, free. Only thing I, the only thing i want to um um, sort of asses. Melissa, do you want to share your social media handle and Africa podcast oh. handle so our listeners will be able to connect with you all and follow you as well? Yes. So follow. I, I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn personally. Like, um, So mm -hmm. at Mel Mbogwa on Twitter. And then on LinkedIn, I'm Melissa Mbogwa. Um, and then follow mm -hmm. Africa Podfest, which is at Africa Podfest on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Perfect. Yeah, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God, what an incredible episode. So many nuggets. You understand? So many. I was taking notes on my own, putting in offering in the <laughs> offering basket. Um, but here we have another African woman who is showing us that we're all a series of ands. So go on and be all you can be. Thank you. We've added show notes below for our differently abled listeners to enjoy. Or if there was something you missed, 
you can definitely find them in the description box below. If you enjoyed our podcast, make sure to share and engage with us on social media at a series of ants across all social platforms. For all collaborations, media and partnerships, inquiries, find our information in the description box below.